Yeah, I know sometimes I can be a little bit of a numbers geek. I've been told that my whole life. I'm fascinated by today's topic. Supply and demand makes our entire travel industry go round. It is everything that it's based upon. And it's actually, to me, really fascinating because the more you delve into this, the more you're like, going, wow, it all makes sense. I think it helps you guys understand a little bit how your world works, certainly pay rates, everything that is all linked together. Supply and demand is just one of those wild, wild things that you may not know as much as you really thought about. And again, maybe just me being a little overzealous and being obsessed with this kind of stuff. But we're going to talk in depth today about supply and demand. And I think just maybe there could be some things that you've never thought about or never really had heard before. So we're going to discuss it today on today's edition of Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome to the episode, everyone. Getting everything all, make sure everything's good to go. We've had so many snafus while being in this little temporary studio this summer. I've had episodes where cameras aren't working. I've had episodes where mics weren't plugged in properly. It's on me, by the way. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not anybody back in Denver that's doing this stuff. I'll send things back and like, hey, what is this? I'm like, I'm not doing it over again. I, I, there's, no, there's not enough time. So, Go back, and you guys will know. Those of you that are avid viewers and watchers, A, I love you and I appreciate it first and foremost, but you guys are all probably laughing going, oh, he didn't turn on another camera. It looks like I had it on, but we get back to Denver here in a few weeks. Uh, things will get a little smoother, let's say. I'll get the suits back on maybe. Maybe not. A lot of you guys have said keep the suits off. It just depends on what's going on today. If I have to knock one out and I have a suit on, I will. But I'm, I, I like the casual thing. It's a lot more comfortable. That's for darn sure. So... As always, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to either listen or watch uh, this episode. I really do like this one today, so we'll get into that here in a minute. But again, this series on the podcast is outperforming anything I've ever done before, which is really cool and really interesting to see. And, and I, I'm going to give a lot of credit to the team back in Denver. They're creating, again, they're the ones that kind of do a lot of the research for me and, and really put things down because I'm just so busy right now that it's been really helpful for me. Obviously, these are coming out of here in my head. I get it. And, and the knowledge part is 22 years of experience. But there are times when I need some stuff, you know, some help on it, whether it's, a, you know, getting the guests arranged or getting some other things going that I'm really thankful for that group back there. And I think it's a kudos to them that the episodes and the both the podcast and the YouTube channel are going through the roof. It's because we did spend a lot of time as a team talking about what we wanted to cover first. And again, we're trying to make some things up, but these episodes, like today's for a very specific example, are really good, important, fundamental episodes to hear and understand and, and I guess just kind of absorb. Most of you guys understand about supply and demand. It's not, a, it's not a new concept to anybody out there. 
But today we're going to really delve into talking about it from a traveling healthcare professional standpoint and why it makes things tick. And again, this might be one of those episodes you're like, man, this guy's really a geek. He just is. But I am. I'm obsessed with this particular aspect of our industry because it's fascinating to me because right now, for example, we're seeing this in full effect, whether it be the demand for travelers, the supply of them. We got a lot to talk about today for sure on what's happening currently right now. But again, if you are, if you've caught this uh, episode at the front, I would say go back again and listen to every episode. I know I'm asking a lot, but if you have some time, if you want to download some of these to, you know, to listen to on the next time you're on your way to your next assignment, I'm assuming that those of you guys have, have listened to every episode up to now. So I'm going to be referencing some things that you'll be like, what is he talking about? Well, I'm, I, I need to go back and listen to those so that we are on the same page. And that's the whole idea. It's a, it's a course, but it's an unending course. And we're going to talk about, especially today, a lot of current events and things that are happening right now. So thank you guys for the subscriptions. Those are going up. Please, again, as always, I'm going to start to implore this every time, is please let other people know. If you run into somebody that you think could use this, that has some generic questions and some general stuff, or just someone that is kind of, you know, has a difference of opinion that may not be as informed as maybe you guys are on what's happening on this side of the, of the desk, then I would love it if you guys would share whatever either platform that they prefer, whether it's to listen to us or to watch us. Again, I'm just grateful and thankful. And you guys really, really are driving me. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I've been really busy out here. We're Again, I'm, I'm setting some things up for, it's a long story, and I'm not going to get into it just yet. I love the tease I always do sometimes. But um, I'm going to be heading back here in a couple of weeks. Thank goodness I am ready for some, um, I'm ready for fall, that's for sure. I, I love fall, and especially in Colorado. It's one of the prettiest places in the country. Uh, to be in. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, enough personal stuff. We got a big episode today, I think. There's a lot to cover. And as I get kind of cooking and going, there's going to be probably some things that, that pop up. But supply and demand is, it is everything. It is, first of all, it's what created our industry. This is what created some very clever people to say, we got to figure out a different way to staff hospitals. From my knowledge, and again, I apologize if I'm wrong, and some of you may disagree with me, but I've always been told that traveling was a, I guess, was precursored by, if you will, per diem type trap, per, per diem assignments. It was, in other words, it became as an evolution, if you will, to kind of stem it off our name, of, of what wasn't working and what they needed to tweak from people that were working what's called like daily per diem or, or you know, in different towns. Clearly, it was a supply and demand issue. I mean, there's no, there's no secret. There are certain specialties of both allied professionals and nurses that ebb and flow. Um, I, my understanding is that this came primarily from nursing. And I've been told that it happened a lot around Mardi Gras, which is something I'm like, I've never been able to qualify or, or, or validate. But I've heard that story where Mardi Gras was the first time that people started saying we need help around, you know, in, in Nolens, for those of you that are from Nolens, um, in that area. At the very beginning, and who knows if that's accurate? I, I can't talk intelligently about that. But from what I understand, it was the constant lack of supply and the consistent demand of nursing that started our industry out and started everybody from surge techs and and phlebotomists and you know all the way to you name it, all nursing, all allied, uh, you know PTs, PTAs, anybody in a lab, anybody in an, in an imaging area. All this stuff came from somebody going. And I don't know who it was. Like I said, I've always wish I could give him or her credit. But somebody had said, we need a, a more consistent way to staff facilities than just dealing with this daily stuff where we're trying to scramble through, you know, and God, God bless anybody who runs a, a, a per diem company. Man, these guys, 
no thanks, man. That's that's some hard work. I'm just going to say right here and right now. But it is. It became a. It, was, it derived from that. In other words, we can't keep doing this. We got to have something that's more consistent. Oh, and by the way, we may be able to figure out how to incentivize people to come to this, to actually take contracts if we're able to bill a little bit higher. And that's what it. Be, that's what it became. We may have to pay some benefits now. We may have to. Oh, clearly, we're going to have to offer some housing because we're going to try to get people from outside of that city, maybe even outside of that state. And that's how the whole, I guess, industry was was created, to my understanding. If those of you who are disagreeing with me, please let me know and say, hey, no, I heard it was this. I just think it's a fascinating conversation. Not the one that we're really supposed to be having today, but it's a really interesting. I, I, wish, I wish I knew the definitive history of being a traveling healthcare professional you know, from the beginnings of whatever to right now. It's, to me, that's interesting and unto its own self. At any rate. Supply and demand is what it was created for, regardless of actually the, the story or the nuance of how it came. It clearly was because there wasn't enough supply for the demand of any specialty of anybody who's uh, in, in, in healthcare. So somebody or somebody's said, let's create a travel, which means people are going to actually go and stay and work at that facility for you know, a period of time. So it's, it's everything now. And by the way, to this day, it still does drive that. We've had an incredibly fascinating case study in supply and demand over literally the last year and a half. I mean, it's, it's been fascinating. We're going to talk a lot about crisis staffing and COVID and all that kind of fun stuff today. But the fact is, it's, it's been fascinating. Horrific, and, and, and you know, there's some positive stuff to it, but it's for the country, obviously, horrific. But as far as how interesting it is to see how supply and demand has really affected our travel industry. All you got to do is just stop and think about what's happened over the last year and a half from huge demand and low supply to over, over, you know, crazy supply and equal demand and all of a sudden, you know, less demand than supply. And now back to where we are now again, where it feels like we've lost so many people in healthcare and so many people are, are not going to get vaccinated. So that's reduced the amount of, of, you know, of, of supply. Got to make sure I get my words right. So it's crazy fascinating to me. And this is where I get, I mean, again, in case you guys can't tell, this is interesting stuff. And it's it really understanding it and learning it and thinking about it will help you guys, I guess, in determining what's best for you. And that's, again, always the point of Travel Evolved is how do I take what Mark is saying and try to make it personal to me to make sure I'm making good decisions. I understand my market and my options and what I can look forward to on all these fronts, whether it just be pay or location or seasonality, things we're going to talk about, all these things today, it's all folded in together. And so that's what I want today's episode to be is think about it. This is a real selfish episode for you guys. I want you to think about yourself on this one and use what we're going to talk about today to really start to drive your motivation to what's next and how you're going to plan your next six months, 12 months of your travel career. So there we go. So here's the first thing I want to kind of just obviously bring out what I'm going to say right now is going to be what's happening now, but every single day, every single week, things change to absolutely affect supply and also demand. And that's just the case. I don't care if it's the things where the actual specific topics I've outlined for today or not, but there's nuances. And we got a big one right now that we're going to talk about. It doesn't really matter. Sometimes there's a hospital that all of a sudden, for whatever reason, a location, a facility, a pay rate will go up or down as far as the demand for that. And you guys have to react to it as travelers. So the one thing I will say is it's, it is it is incredibly, it's ever-changing. It is not static. It is dynamic, I guess, to use those terms. It is a really dynamic fold or avenue in our industry. It's always going to be changing. And even one hospital or one 
I guess one location, let's talk about one hospital for your specialty will have a dynamic aspect to it. It will look different in a month. It'll look different in six, you know, six, eight weeks or six months or six years than what it does right now. So that's part of the, the fascination I have with it. I don't know. I just think it's kind of crazy. So here it is. First thing I want to say is that if you're a traveling healthcare professional, yeah, you've got some challenges right now. Yes, it is hard work. I'm hearing that really consistently right now. I understand. But here's the good news. You guys have a high demand for what you do, and that is really awesome for you. If you are willing and able to, I guess, deal with what you're dealing with right now and understand your value. Think about that for a moment. You have a wonderful situation where you are in demand, which, again, puts so much more of your career on your shoulders in a great way. Not not to be scary, but you have complete and utter control more than you ever do or ever have had right now on your own career. Very, very few specialties out there, I don't care if we're talking allied or nursing, are in a low demand right now. Yes, some of them have decreased based upon, I think, primarily elective surgeries and anybody that's associated with that, that's a, that's a pretty big... I guess, sweeping statement to make. I'm sure there are others that have been affected by lack of priority, I guess, for, for, for to kind of explain it the way I can. But for the most part, you guys are in a really wonderful position. People that work for me in my, in my company, they don't have the job security. I'm just being blunt. They're all going to be like, what? Yes, we do. That you guys do. You're probably one of the most highly sought after, what's the word I'm looking for, careers or professions in the country. You have to be. I mean, you can't even open the paper without hearing about that. You guys are in control. You've always been, by the way, but now so much more, which is why you really should get, I guess, more demanding in a good way, not in an unreasonable way, because unreasonable demands are going to mean you're not going to work. And I've seen that kind of backfire in people, so be a little careful with that. But really understand, us agencies should be clamoring to do what we need to do to get you and to keep you happy. Always been the case, and you guys know that's always been my philosophy. It's like, why, why do these agencies pay so little, and why can they feel like they can treat people like garbage and have them work there? I don't get it. And it usually comes down to the skill, if you will, of the salesperson or you know, recruiter to keep you on board with that company for as long a period of time. But right now what I'm getting at is our industry looks really good. I, and I'm not saying that from an agency standpoint. I'm not even saying that from a facility standpoint. I'm certainly not saying that from a vendor standpoint. From a, from a traveler standpoint, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Just today, I was talking to two people. And by the way, I'm recording this at a little bit in the early afternoon. So already today, it's not even 2 o'clock in the Pacific Coast. I've had two travelers tell me that they are, they are being told that more and more people are leaving the industry, getting out. We're seeing auto offers like crazy, which means these people aren't even interviewing. They're looking at your resume saying, come on, come on, which is creating a problem, by the way, because a lot of people are, are going, oh, I'm not sure I wanted that job. And those agencies are trying to figure out how do we have to resell a position that you guys already wanted. The auto offer thing, I think, kind of stinks. I wish managers would pick up the phone and at least call you because not a lot of travelers are interested in going to assignment, especially the more veteran and the more marketability you have without talking to somebody first, at least getting a taste for what that um, unit might be like. But you guys hear me? You guys are in a wonderful situation. It's not going anywhere anytime soon, which means your career longevity is really solid. 
if you are young and you're just getting out of, out of you know, school to become a, a, you know, a respiratory therapist or a PT or a nurse or a surge tech, you got a good future ahead of you in the immediate future. And I'm saying immediate for like next 10 years, next decade. I've always felt like that year, that 10 year thing is kind of a really good, you know, I guess, telescope into, into how far we can see. This industry does not shift very quickly. The economy does have a lot to do with it. And we have to be a little bit careful of that right now. But the only time I've ever seen us really drop out quicker is when the economy tanks really fast. That does affect it. But I think that wouldn't affect it where we're going with now because there's never been a crisis situation like there is now. So we're a little more protected than it has been. But the economy is the one thing that can change our supply and demand pretty effectively. We saw that back in 2009, 2008, 9, 10, and really wasn't back until 11 or 12, and it was it eked back too. So economies are one thing we've got to be really aware of in our industry, but not, not right now. So there is a shortage in what you guys do. That is wonderful, which means the supply is low. And pretty much you, I'm talking to you, your specialty, there's a shortage in it. And there's especially probably a shortage of people that are willing to travel. That's a good thing. We had a temporary lack of shortage, I guess you will, in the, in the late, late winter, early spring, but really short-lived. So know that. Know that you're in a great place. So as we start talking about assignments and locations and how our industry works, understand that the bottom line of all this is that you guys right now shouldn't have to worry. You've got a long time until I can foresee anything changing that would affect the demand that we that we have in our country for you and what you do. So that's a wonderful thing, which should mean more options, more choices, and more money, right? Okay, so... Here's the kind of the groundwork I want you guys to think about. I said this in a different thing I did about a year and a half ago, but don't be mad at me for saying this. Ooh, now I got your interest back again. Hospitals are always going to try to staff everybody at the lowest rate they possibly can without, hopefully, jeopardizing patient care. They are a business. You guys know that. Don't be mad at me for saying that. That's just the way... All businesses work. They are a business and they're always going to try, and I use the word try, which is a word I hate using. They're going to try their best to staff as low as they can. Which What that means is that, and again, that's something you can't blame them for that. It's like any company is going to try to produce or have their, their costs be as low as possible. Just like you guys, if you listen to my episode on creating a business mindset, you're always going to want to keep your expenses low, which is your housing, your credentialing, your, your travel, you name it. That's the same thing with them. They're trying to increase their bottom line, which means the more they're paying for staff, the less that bottom line looks nice. So there's there's nothing wrong with that. We get it. So lots of times I'll see travelers going, oh my gosh, this 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 company, or usually I say this agency, threw out a pay package that was so ridiculously low it's almost offensive. Okay, so let's pause there. A couple things at play. Number one, it could be the facility. They could be throwing out a ridiculously low rate. Understand the opposite is also also true. Wow, I can't even talk today. They could be throwing out a rate that has worked for them in the past, and here's what I want you to hear this. It might work for them again now. It just might not be the right pay rate for you. But there may be somebody, maybe local, someone that has been there before, someone who doesn't have your experience level, someone who's trying to get into that specialty or use that machine that's never been used before, and maybe they're gonna hoping they can get there, and the facility is hoping they can get them for that. So that's number one. You can't be mad always at the message of here's an offer because that's oftentimes a, a, a tendency. This agency sucks or all these agencies suck. Well, it could be the facility. I get to the agency in a minute. 
they could be saying, all right, we're going to throw it out there hoping to get somebody quick, but we're going to quickly maybe raise that bill rate so that we can maybe start to, to offer more. And we do see that pretty frequently right now, especially where they're testing the waters to see what they can do. Okay, here's our rate. All right, we're not getting anybody. We're not getting the quality we need. We'll go here and we'll go higher. And eventually they find a match of one of you, whoops, one of you that actually fits that thing and say, I'll take the job. It absolutely could be the agency. And what I mean by is we already, we, again, we've said this repeatedly, many agencies have bigger and, and many agencies have smaller profit margins than the next guy, which means that it very well could be a very reasonable bill rate, but this agency is offering a too low of a pay rate because they're trying to pocket too much money. They're trying to keep too much of that pie. Very fair, very legitimate. So you could have anger legitimately, or not anger, but disappointment in an agency for what they're offering. But I'm trying to say it's not always going to be the case. If you see across the board, and you guys have the ability to do this, if you're seeing different job postings for the exact same position at a consistently consistently low rate, maybe it's fluctuating a buck or two here and there, but it's really a lot lower than anybody else. That just means the hospital is probably offering an incredibly low rate, or it's a subcontract from one of the big companies, and they've got such a margin built in that the agencies that hold that contract and try to subcontract through it don't have enough to pay you what is reasonable. So it's a lot of those things. So there's a lot of things at play. But the good news is, is that one of two things are going to happen. Either they're going to fill that need and it doesn't matter to you because you wouldn't have taken it for that rate anyway, because maybe you really wanted to be in that location, but it didn't make sense to you financially. So they're going to fill it or they're going to raise a rate and there you can buy, you could, you would be willing to go in front and try your hand at getting and securing that position. That's what's great about the way our country works is that it, it, it does ebb and flow. There's a point where either it's going to be gone. You're like, huh, wasn't for me. No problem. I'm in high demand. As Mark just said, I can have a couple different choices. Maybe that wasn't, maybe I didn't get my first choice because the rate didn't make sense to me based upon where the location was, but there's other options for me or that rate's going to increase. And it will get to a point where it says, okay, boom, now I, now it does make sense for me to go in front. I want to secure that before one of my fellow travelers gets it out in front of me. Right? So that's the thing. Hospitals are always going to do their best to try to keep their expenses low and get you guys for as little as they can. Number two, us agencies are also going to want to make as much money as we can off of you as possible. Again, here's where, you know, I kind of got to walk a fine line. But I want to be, again, as always, I'm going to be completely open about this, and you guys can either love me for it or hate me for it. But the fact is, that's what we want to do. We're in business too. Like I said earlier, any company. For me to sit there and tell you I don't want my company to make money would be crazy. Now, my philosophy happens to be, did I get that? That's, sorry, that may be off, so I'm going to move that. My philosophy may be that I think there's a reasonable amount of money we, that we want to make. All companies kind of try to follow that. They're trying to, and you hear this, I've said this before, they are trying to get you for as little as they can without you running to another company. I do the same thing, right? I, I, so far, I mean, again, you guys know my whole thing is that I'm big on pay. I think pay is important. I think if you're the number one paid company at that hospital, you're going to win every time. But that's just me. I know it's weird. But that's the way I feel. And I feel that I'd rather have more people and make less money for each person than have fewer people and be gouging them. Again, I know it's crazy philosophy, especially right now. It seems to be really weird. But that's the way I've always felt. I think people will run to you if you pay them more and you take care of them. Seems pretty normal to me, but I don't know. Anyway. I digress, as I oftentimes do. Us agencies are going to try to make as much as we can to you. So you have that against you as well. They're trying to keep their margins as thick as they can and make money. And again, that comes out of that bill rate, which means it's going to come from your compensation. You, I don't need to go over this all over this again. We've done it a ton, ton of times, but it is something 
that is the truth and it is real. And you can't really be mad at that. You guys have choices. Like I said, if you see five different companies offering the same position at five different rates, I don't know why you wouldn't eliminate the first four, but let's just say you eliminate the bottom, I'm sorry, the bottom four. I don't know why you wouldn't, let's just say you got two that you really like and maybe they're close. So maybe eliminate the bottom three. But between those two companies, that, that second company better have a very compelling reason in your mind why you would work for them over a company that pays you more because that truly is, again, I know you guys love taking care of the community. I know you guys have really wonderful ambitions and reasons why you you are in healthcare, but oftentimes you cannot ignore the fact that you still should be compensated for it. You can still have all those great reasons. It doesn't make you a bad person to want to be paid more to do what you do. It doesn't mean you're you're not you know a caregiver or you're not compassionate. Not at all. You can still have compassion, but you know you might be more compassionate if you're making a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks more a week to do the exact same thing as a person next to you who's doing the exact same thing. I'm just being honest. That's not a stab against you guys. And for those of you that are being guilted to feel like you shouldn't, you know, demand money, baloney, baloney. And don't let your fellow travelers do that to you. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll come around. Trust me. I mean, are they really going to make a couple hundred bucks more than you do the exact same thing on the exact same assignment working for a sub company that doesn't pay as well? Nuts. But anyway, companies are trying to make as much off of that bill as they can, which as I've always said, the more money they make, the less you make. It's a, it's a teeter totter. And then there's you guys, obviously. You guys are trying to get paid as much as possible. So we always have that disparagement. That's also fair. And for an agency or a facility to get mad at you would be also as unfair. Why would you get mad at a traveler for wanting to get paid as much as, as he or she possibly can without pushing that scale so hard that they pass on you and go to you know go for a different candidate? And that's what you guys are oftentimes dealing with. I've had times when there are bidding situations where the hospital has said, Here's the bill rate we'd like to pay, but you're welcome to put a candidate in for higher or lower. And I've seen people go in much higher. And what I'm, I'm assuming that those recruiters are doing is they've talked to that traveler and said, I've got a great assignment. And the traveler has said, no, I will only go if I'm paid this amount. And the companies kind of determine what that would mean for their profit margin. And they put that bill rate in so they could pay you that amount and still make the money that they want to make or need to make or have to make in order to do the deal. So... The hospital can choose not to hire you. They can go with somebody lower, but that's part of it too. You can't be mad if you're a hospital or you can't be mad if you're a recruiter if your traveler's demanding more because they feel it's worth it. Don't be mad. Go out and kick butt for them or tell them the truth and that this assignment is not going to pay that. So let's look at a, a plan B or I can submit you if I'm allowed to at that rate. Most of them won't let you. It's either this or nothing. So we just pass on that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's an interesting how we're all working in our own kind of uh, agenda, so to speak, against each other oftentimes. And definitely, it seems like it's us against you because we're both trying to make money off that bill rate, but still attract you at a reasonable rate. You guys see where I'm going with that. By the way, the last thing I'll say is there's also a lot of other little people anymore that are like, I call them the remoras in the industry. There, there are little remoras that are trying to get some of this revenue. I don't care if you're a lead source for people, for like a website for you guys to go and give your information to, if you're a training you know, program, a credentialing program, all these different things, background screen companies, I, all these remoras, and I, and I mean that lovingly are all trying to get a piece of this too. I mean, there's so many different wrinkles coming out in our world and it's all about, hey, we want we if we can help you and we want a little piece of that, it's like they're all feeding off this whale. Sharks feeding off of a dead whale floating out there. It's 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 it is what it is. And and 
we're trying to protect that and make decisions so that we can still get those leads, do whatever, and pay those people, but yet still have enough money left over to pay you. So it's it's just a wild. Again, I think it's kind of fascinating. But maybe I don't. Maybe it's not as fascinating to other people as they want. Here's the thing I want you also not to be mad about. When I talked about you guys trying to make a lot of money, there are travelers that will accept positions for less than what you will in those locations. And I'm going to tell you guys, don't get mad at those people. They're not driving the industry down. They've always been there. They'll be there 20 years from now. That just is the case. It doesn't hurt you. And I've seen that a lot on social media. Everyone's taking jobs at too low. We should all band together and not take it. But let them take it. They're not going to stop. You can't change them. They may need that job. They may not have worked for a while. They may have gotten canned or or terminated or had to, you know, something happened to the last assignment that they're, they're literally out of money and they need to take whatever they can get that's close by. Maybe it's the perfect fit and they don't want to travel. Maybe they're a half an hour, an hour away. It doesn't mean that they're driving down the cost. It's a short amount of people. It's a short list. And if it's consistently, that hospital's not going to change their bill rate. It just means that's not going to be the right facility for you. But I would disagree with a lot of people out there that are saying that travelers taking low pay rates is driving down the industry. I, I, I think that's a, a, a miss. I think that's wrong. I think that's an incorrect statement. You're always going to have that newer traveler or less experienced healthcare professional that can take it, and they're going to get what they pay for. If you are a 20-year veteran traveler who's worked you know his or her fanny off to get where you are and have the accolades and have your have your travel traveler marketability where it is you're gonna get paid what you deserve you will it just might mean some locations may not be a good fit or some facilities in that location look for another facility in the exact same city you may find a whole different situation so it's it is real you can't get mad at that so it's like being mad at a facility for you know trying to get as get the rate as cheap as they can it's always been an industry. It's not changing, and it's not going to change. If you have a value to a facility, you will get that value. So it's just it's it, let it be what it is. And maybe a hospital will take a traveler that only has a couple of years of experience, and then they're going to go. Maybe we shouldn't have done that, and maybe they'll be whatever. It it fixes itself. Is what I'm getting at. constantly and always. Let's get into locations. Supply and demand with locations. The, the starting point I want to say is there's always locations that year-round are more attractive and are easier to staff than other locations. And the people that are setting these bill rates understand that. Make sense? I could use examples. I've always used San Diego as an example. San Diego is an attractive city. It's I mean, there's a lot to be desired there. It's high cost of living. But it's a, it is a, a, a nice place to go. It, the weather is beautiful pretty much year-round. So I'll use that as an example. In San Diego, you are not going to be top paid. If you have a high bill rate and you actually have a high pay rate, you're going to spend a lot of that money on your housing down there. So your net check will be less than other locations because it's not difficult to staff for San Diego. And if you're angry that you want to be in San Diego and make more money, that's just silly. Don't be angry about it. It's it's supply and demand. You can't fix it. I'm trying to think of where I can use that has the opposite without offending somebody. Let's just say northern, central, north central states that are really cold in the wintertime and they're not big cities and there's nothing around them. 
I won't mention states because I don't want to, but you guys know what I'm talking about. If you're January, February, and you happen to be unfortunate enough to be a facility that is in the middle of some of the coldest parts of the country and there's literally nothing to do, it's a smaller town maybe, or it's a town that there's not a lot around it, you're going to have to have a higher bill rate because nobody wants to come there. And the only reason they will come there is if they can make a ton of money. So that's real. And you can't be upset, you know, if, if the pay rate is good, but the location stinks. It's like the opposite of San Diego. Yeah. I mean, you're, you don't have to take that assignment. I, well, I want to make that kind of money, but I don't want to go there. Well, then don't go there. Find your perfect mix. And this is where I, I'll get off here in a little bit. This is where our current way that we travel is a little weird, as I've always said. You, you really do have people trying to convince you to take things all the time. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I'm, if I'm not wrong, I think every single day you've got recruiters trying to tell you to take positions or talk you into positions that may not be what you want or the perfect fit for you or a plan B or even a plan C or D sometimes. That's just the truth. And that's what you guys are constantly being bombarded with is how do I pick my own career and not be swayed by somebody because they're saying, yeah, you know, you're, they're right, it does make a lot of money. You go someplace and you're miserable because you're freezing. You're like, man, it's not worth it. Or you see like right now when he's incredibly, incredibly high pay packages and maybe you've gotten through the fact that maybe housing is, is, isn't in, you know, a short, uh, it doesn't have, there's not, there, there's not very much housing. So you got through that and you're good. And all of a sudden you're realizing, man, this place is paying a lot of money, but holy cow, I'm earning every bit of it. And then some, I had that conversation the other day. I think I told you guys, I think in last week's episode, a couple, a couple weeks ago episode, I had a hospital try to extend a traveler for twice the amount of revenue that she went there originally for. And she said, no way. This place has changed the way it does things. And it had a lot mostly to do with floating. But for her, twice the money was not worth staying. And it was a good paying assignment to begin with. I already told you, you know, guys that, you know, that it, it, things are good right now. It was a very good paying assignment and twice the amount of revenue was not worth it. Good for her. Good for her. She knows what she wants and what she doesn't want and didn't need a recruiter trying to say, yeah, but look at, you know, come on. So that's, that is it locations is a very, very personal choice for you guys as travelers. And many of you don't really care. Not many of you. I, a lot of you don't care. A lot of you chase the numbers. I love you guys. You know, you're my favorite traveler because you're the easiest one for me to work with because it's all about the money. And when you understand the money and the finances, you know, I look good and, and that's good. And that works for me. Locations is tougher, right? It's hard when someone says, I really want to be in a tropical location, or I really want to be in an adventure location, or I really want to be in a high activity location, whatever the case is where I've got a certain reason for wanting to be there, family, you name it, that makes it kind of difficult to be able to say, where do I go? So locations really, 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 really is a supply and demand issue. What I mean by that is there are locations that are easier staffed than the others, which means the bill rate and the, and the pay absolutely comes into play with how that option is offered to you. I hope I'm explaining that right and giving it justice. There is absolutely a supply and a demand. So in other words, what I also want to say is that the demand may be on locations, may be much less because, again, it has to do with each individual city. Some cities have a constant demand because they are not as attractive, and that's just the truth. Some cities don't need as many travelers because they're either small or maybe rural, and they don't have as much turnover, or they've got their their place staffed relatively good year-round. And some of them, it just they always have a supply of per diem nurses, which I can speak 
intelligently from a Denver standpoint. And that's been, it's a high popular city right now. People are coming there left and right. So there's not as many travel needs as there was a few years ago because there's so many per diem nurses in town. And so all of that comes into play when it comes to location. So I've had people say, well, how come I never see assignments here or here or here? That's usually the reason why, because they just have enough folks in there that are constantly there. They're permanently at staff per diem or they just don't need it. And so when they have a need, they're not going to throw out a bill rate that is ridiculously high because they're scrambling. They don't have to because they're going to get their needs met from somebody, maybe you, maybe not you, that's going to fill that need for them. So there you go. The quality of the facility is another area that I think is really interesting to me. And I've this is one of those that's really real. You guys know where I'm talking about. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to make anybody upset. But there are facilities that have an easy time attracting people to them because they are good. They're traveler friendly. They have, they have great processes and procedures and policies, you name it. And they have a really solid reputation. We don't hear about those very often on social media because it's just like a restaurant you know, that you go to to complain. You don't really get, people don't take the time to give good reviews. I think the same thing with agencies. I think the same thing with, with, uh, with hospitals. It is, they just have an easier time fulfilling their needs. So when you have a facility that has a great reputation, it's a, you know, all the things kind of sync up, they're going to have a less of a high of a bill rate because they have an easier time filling their demand with that supply. So it just is what it is. The opposite is absolutely true. And this is where I kind of want to get into. There are hospitals that I'm telling you for 22 years since I've been in this industry have had a tough time staffing their own facility. You'd think after that long length of time, they would start to recognize that it may be internal, that they've got to fix some things. But for whatever reason, it doesn't. You guys know there are also hospital systems and, uh, I guess, whole, you know, whole companies that are, you know, and you guys know the ones I'm talking about, that have a bad reputation as hospitals, as, uh, as healthcare, you know, providers, and certainly for the traveler. And those are tough. And so what's wild is that you start to see their rates go up a little higher. They're oftentimes not necessarily system-wide, but sometimes they are. And there are people like, no, I won't work for that type of facility. I won't work. I'm not going to mention any names. Trust me. I don't want to make anybody upset on that one because I want their business too. So again, being totally transparent. But you guys tell me all the time, nope, what else do you have in that same area that's not part of that system? But again, oftentimes it's facility specific where that facility is a hellhole and they have to have a huge, huge bill. And you're like, well, you can't figure out why because it's a beautiful location maybe or it's a place everyone seems to want to go. It's not in the middle of nowhere, but yet they constantly have these high rates. Be careful about that. I've always said in our industry, bill rates especially are there for a reason. And I want you guys to really think about that. Right now, there's going to be the tendency in the next few months for people to really chase dollars. I want you to chase dollars. But like I've told a few travelers recently, if it's so high, beware. <laughs> okay, that's the truth. There is a point where it's like, that's almost ridiculous. What are they dealing with? And sometimes, you know, you can go and it's like, well, I'm the type of person that can deal with that. But if you're not, stay away and go with, you know, enjoy the increase in current bill rates, which hopefully is increase in current pay rates. But don't get yourself in a situation where you're where you're going for the top dollar because you will, in fact, earn it. It's it's all about supply and demand. So it could be a tough reputation hospital in a really rotten location that's dealing with some really tough stuff right now. And you're going to walk in because all you looked at was what that recruiter gave you as a either gross or their opinion of what your net weekly is going to be. And it looked great before you even researched housing or anything else. So I'm just saying sometimes in supply and demand, understand that if they're throwing out that high of a rate, there is always, 
always understood a reason why it's not being met at a lower rate. So recognize that and chase the level of job that makes sense to you, if that makes sense. There has to be a point for every one of you out there where you're like, that's too much and I don't feel comfortable going for a company that's paying that high or a job that's paying that high because it is going to be ridiculous. And all you have to do is go back, go to any Facebook group and go back to last winter and start to read to refamiliarize yourself with how many people are saying, the heck with this, this is not worth it. Maybe you're not that type of person. If you're not, go for it. Make a ton of money. Make a ton of money. Retire early. Retire at a higher level. But for those many of you that were saying, boy, I don't know, then like my the one I was talking the other day, go for something that's reasonable. Okay. Which kind of brings us to, to the big hux of this whole episode, and that is the bill rate. The bill rates are what hospitals are using to incentivize all of us to, to attract you, and it should trickle down to attracting you. I've said this before, and I want to warn everybody, as we start seeing these bill rates literally, literally twice what they were four years ago, I'm just going to tell you guys, for let's just say an ER nurse in 2018, 2019, early part of 2019, an average solid bill rate for an ER nurse in the middle of the country in a, in a normal, quote unquote, average cost of living town or city was about 70 to 72 bucks an hour. And for those of you who are going, no way. Yes, it was. Go back and look. Even my competitors, I went, no way. Go back and look. If you track it like I do, and I'm kind of weird, I track everything. That's exactly what a good rate was. Matter of fact, I used to use that as my example, 70 bucks, because I wanted to use an example that would show that we paid pretty well. And that was paying pretty well, but I didn't want to be ridiculous. So I would actually pull real rates. Well, $150 right now is pretty common. So last time I looked, that's twice, you know, two times 75. So bill rates are crazy high, which I'm telling you guys right now, be careful. We talk about the episode, the pie. There are times, and I, and I know it's going to happen again, where agencies are going to start to carve out a bigger and bigger percentage. I mean, let's say they're at the 26%, which is what most companies are at right now. And I think it's way too much. 26% of that rate. When you're dealing with that much money, what these men and women start thinking is, wow, this traveler is making, I don't know, $4,000 a week, let's just say. Maybe let's just say $5,000 a week. We should be paying them $5,500 a week, but they aren't going to be complaining because they're so happy at $5,000 a week that they won't even think about it. And that's true. You guys don't think about it because all you do is look at how much am I being, being paid, which is a mistake. I really think you should try to find out what the bill rate is. And everyone's like, oh, that's a, that's a conflict of interest. Don't tell them to do that because that's against the rules. No, it's not. I still have yet to see a contract that says, don't tell your traveler what the bill rate of the hospital is. Hospitals don't care. Like I've said before, they want you to know how much they're paying. It's not a thing. It's a thing with some agencies. They don't want, they will hide behind that. But I, have, again, I'm just telling you, my, maybe I'm wrong as far as what, I can't speak for any other company, but I have never had a contract have language in it from a vendor or from a facility that says, we are not, we are forbidden to share that rate with a traveler. It just isn't in there. It wouldn't even make sense. Why would they put that in there? Why would they care? They don't. So they hope you don't know, but if you start to figure it out, you can do that math really easy. Go back and look at all the different episodes we've already done. But I'm telling you, and I know this to be the case, as rates will get higher and higher, there is a tendency for the greed factor to get a little bit bigger from agencies. And they will begin to carve out a bigger piece of the pie, and they will start to split that a little bit more 50-50 with you. It's wrong. It's what it is, but that's why you guys have choices. But if all companies are doing it, you're not going to know. You're not going to see it. 
But again, there's that point where you guys will see a rate get to a certain point and it's going to make sense to you. I would jump on it. I wouldn't look twice. I wouldn't care if it goes higher a few weeks later because we've seen it where it goes, it drops down. The hospital's upset because they're overpaying you. So it's, it's, it goes both ways for sure. I want to talk about seasonality again. I, I, all of these are their episodes unto themselves, but seasonality certainly comes into play. We're not going to spend a whole episode on that or very much time on this because I am doing an episode on seasonality. But it is true. So obviously understand that in the wintertime, it is harder to staff in cooler climates. In the summertime, it is slightly high, harder to staff in some of the real hot locations. And I'm talking about like desert or deep south. They are tougher in the summertime, but not as nearly as hard as it is to staff for cold in the wintertime. Don't ask me why. I guess people don't mind being hot as much as they don't mind as they don't like to be cold. But it is tougher. I'll use Phoenix or Vegas or Miami or Louisiana or the southern or Alabama, South Texas. They're tougher in the summer, but not nearly as hard it is to, to staff New York or Detroit or, you know, Fargo, North Dakota or Montana or, you know, some of those areas are in the wintertime because it's a lot of people, myself included, are just don't want to be cold. It's, it's not just the cold. It's the weather. It's the lack of sunshine. It's the it's the. You know, the aches and pains, it's what, you know, goes along with, you know, not getting enough vitamin D and having, you know, colds and flus when we have those again. All that kind of stuff is all comes into play. So seasonality, again, without doing a whole episode, is real. And understand that in the summer, it's a little more spread out. In the wintertime, rates will be higher and you can make more money in the northern part of our country than you can in the southern part of our country. And it all depends upon what's important to you. So some people will go for that middle of the road, kind of middle of the country thing. I want to make good money, but I don't necessarily have to be in the warmest place. But if you are going to be up in the cooler parts of the, or the cold parts of, the, of our country in the wintertime, you should be making a good chunk of money. You just should be, especially if it's a smaller town or a, or a, you know, a town that's not very attractive. And understand that if you're going for a really nice city in the wintertime that's southern, it's not going to pay that much because they don't need to because it's all about supply and it's all about demand. Traveler marketability, again, I've done an episode on this. It is a really big part of your own individual supply and demand. And it has a lot to do with what's being offered. I said it earlier. Don't be upset with somebody for taking a pay rate that's, that's lower than what you would take. You know what your value is. And I want you to have an honest opinion of your value. You may have 20 years experience in your in your profession, your field, but you have never traveled before. That's going to drop your 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 attractiveness down a little bit because hospitals want you to be able to hit the ground running. They're going to be a little concerned that they've only had either no or one or two assignments. If you have less experience, you're just you're just flat out going to have a tougher time getting a position. That's why those of you that have the experience, have the credentials, have the ability, desire to go anywhere you want to go, are going to be able to command higher pay rates because you're going to be able to chase places that have higher bill rates because you've earned that. And that's just the way it goes. Your marketability is a really, really important part of being an evolved and successful traveler. And I would urge everybody to go back and listen to that episode again, because it's something I want you to not forget about. You've got to trumpet yourself. You've got to put yourself above everybody else that's listening to me and watching me. And I understand there's competition, but you want to do the best you can for you. That's why I said this is kind of a selfish episode. you got to think about yourself on these situations, and your marketability absolutely comes into play. So it's part of it. And it also has a lot to do with the quality of the, the conglomerate of candidates that that facility is getting that are marketable or aren't marketable. So again, going back to their own particular demand for who wants to go to that location, 
that's going to drive up and down that bill rate, which is going to satisfy or not satisfy that demand that that facility is requiring. It's just all over the place. All right, let's talk about current events because I want to I want to bring this up. Obviously, right now as I'm releasing this episode or right around the time of this episode, we have a pandemic. We have a lot of people getting sick. Call it what you want. I don't want to get political on this. It doesn't matter. There are people that are, there's a higher demand for many specialties right now. There's also a lot of travelers who got out. There's a lot of healthcare professionals that are getting out of the industry. They, it's just not worth it to them. They're tired of it. Right now, we're also experiencing a lot of travelers. I hear it every day that are that don't want to get an immunization and are saying, "What do you guys have for facilities that don't require that?" So the ones that do have even a higher, I should say, they have less of a supply. Their demand may not be higher, but their supply is limited for those people that aren't that don't, that don't want to take the vaccine. So a lot of weird things going into play right now. A lot of really unique folds. This is probably I can well, I shouldn't say probably in my career. In 22 years of being in, in this industry, I've never seen anything like this. It's really affecting everything out there. And it's affecting things both positively and negatively, depending upon where you're looking and what you're looking at. Clearly, there are areas of the country that are still having more issues with hospitalizations than others. So that's going to drive it. It's going to have a lot to do with everything they're talking about. These bill rates are going through it. But it does mean, by the way, that those that aren't being affected by it are also raising their rates because a lot of people are running after those dollars and after those crisis-type staffing uh, assignments, which means when you're in a place that doesn't have that crazy amount of things, you're still left going, wait, we don't have any supply. All our, all our, all our suppliers went down to chase high dollars. We're going to have to try to keep up with the Joneses by offering something pretty darn attractive, even though we don't need to because we don't have that going on here or whatever the whatever it is. I use San Diego. I don't know if San Diego is having, well, yeah, I kind of do, but they are going to have to increase their rates regardless because there are less of a supply to go to San Diego than there was a couple years ago. That's just a fact. So everything kind of helps you guys. But again, this is one of those things where things are so weird right now. Really, really bizarre. I hear everything. And what you think, I hear the opposite from somebody else. I'll tell you that much right now. But we can't ignore is the fact that here's what I can tell you. Rates are going through the roof, which tells me that the demand is getting higher or the supply is getting less or a combination of both of those. That is a fact. You can't argue with it no matter what, what you think or what you, you know, whatever your opinion is, it's fine. I don't care. It's about the fact that the rates are going up, which means those of you that are traveling are going to get paid more. Whether it's worth it for you or not is entirely up to you. And where you're willing to go and what you're willing to do to go there is also entirely up to you. But the wonderful, crazy thing right now is that, like I said, on, I didn't say it on this, I wasn't doing this, but I said it on a different thing I was doing about a year and a half ago. For the first time in my career, travelers are getting paid a lot of money and even more than they probably even will ever get paid again. I thought that was the case a year ago and I, it hasn't hit that level for sure, but it might. But it's really wild how other current events come into play. And I'm talking about, you know, we can talk about hurricanes. We just had one of those again down in Louisiana. We could be talking about, you know, just anything from a hospital increasing and and doing a, a complete, you know, computer conversion to adding a whole new wing onto their oncology or their their ER, you name it. All these different things add to it. And they all come into play in supply and demand. If you add a whole new med surge, you know, building, let's say into your facility or a couple of floors, you want to staff that right now. You've got patients waiting and revenue and money if you're the facility. So I'm going to go ahead and throw out potentially a higher bill rate because I want to get those bodies in there so I can get those people in those beds. 
clearly right now, I mean, again, we could, we, we could, and maybe we will do a whole episode on this, but I just kind of want things to kind of get a little consistent. I'll say one thing today and it'll change tomorrow, but there's, it is always about current events. And this is just such a wild time. I mean, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but I see here's kind of what happened a year ago in the summer of 2020, we were seeing more people getting into traveling in almost every specialty in healthcare. And we saw rates continue to increase all fall and well into the, the, the dead of winter, where it was to the point where people were being making lots of money. A lot of people were jumping in and quitting their permanent positions to go become a traveling version of that profession. Some did it so late that they kind of missed out on the, on the, 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 full, the full demand, if you will, of that. And then we saw a little bit of an excess. Do you guys remember that back in the, I don't even honestly, maybe it was March or April, even May, where all of a sudden there was, there was a lot of, the rates were just dropping and the number of positions dropped insanely. I can see that stuff. You guys may not be able to see the conglomerate of that, but I saw the total number of positions go completely down. People are getting canceled. And who got canceled first? The highest bill rates. Absolutely. It'll happen again. So again, that's another reason why be careful of those really crazy high rates. If things decrease as far as the demand goes, you guys will be the first ones to have your job ended like that. And there won't be any warnings. They got to stop the bleeding of that high, high bill rate. That happened. And we found that there's a whole bunch of people that got into traveling and went, wait a minute. I don't, there's not as many jobs as there was a month ago. I don't know what to do now. And they all jumped back in. A lot of people have been fried and burnt out in the last year and a half. That's the other thing I always want to say. That's the truth. I hear it all the time. I'm done. I either made enough to retire or I just can't do it anymore. And I just got burnt out of the whole healthcare in general. And I'm going to go, you know, sell houses or whatever the case may be. That is creating a higher and higher demand right now. And obviously it's creating less and less of supply. I guess it, both things are at play. You've got the issue, like I said, where there are, there's a number of, of healthcare professionals that, that don't want to get vaccinated, and you've got that, that combined with a lot of facilities that, re, that are requiring it as mandatory. So you've got a limitation now that they have purposely have made a decision that is going to eliminate many of their supply. So that comes into play. No matter what your personal political feelings are, that's the fact. Those facilities are feeling a certain way. Those travelers are feeling a certain way. And that's going to eliminate opportunities for the traveler and and submissions and opportunities for that facility. There's no two ways to look around it. So again, just I, to me, I could talk about this for hours in, in case you can't tell. I'm going to slow the episode down and kind of be done here because it's a good one. But this episode should last the test of time. Obviously, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that we aren't talking about what's happening right now for sure but there'll always be something that comes into play and supply and demand whether it's seasonal whether it's facilities and their reputation whether it's locations and you know their attractiveness all that is always going to basically be a, a variant as to what that bill rate is that's being presented to us and that's really what it comes down to what do we need to offer to these these vendors for them to sort this out to all these companies to get the fulfillment that we need at our facility. What is the minimum we can do to get the quality of candidate we need for that particular profession that we need them in? And all those things we talked about, all those wrinkles all fold into kind of deciding whether or not they're going to get that kind of fulfillment. And it's really cool to think about. And it's wonderful to be on your side of the shoes because you guys get to sit there and look at it and play and make decisions on your own as to what makes sense and what doesn't make sense for you to go to. And that's the bottom line. You guys are in control, always have been, always will be. So this is your career. And 
understand how supply and demand affects your decision potentially as to where you guys want to go because it's it's how the industry was created so guys as always i appreciate it it's uh i like this episode it's been a fun one share this with all your friends share this everybody you know please tell them what we're doing tell them about us if you like what you see i really appreciate all the feedback you guys give me directly and it means a lot it really does every single one of you that that contact me and i thank you very very much do me a favor and and for doing this, just tell a lot of people about it so we can start to get a little momentum going. And that's what's happening already on its own. I think it's going to happen mostly by you guys. So, guys, I appreciate it as always. And I will catch you next time on Travel Evolved.